0: Female. Yeah,
1: maybe
0: Or you have to have been been something? female. Yeah, Monday. Mama Monday is right. fun. Yeah, I like the Yeah, yeah. But they would if we just said manic Monday, they wouldn't know it for female Monday.
2: <laughs> Why not Mama Monday? Mama <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Bob and Raditz.
0: Because everybody's not a mama. But they're acting like Mama Mama.
3: Oh, the girl said while Monday. One Monday. one
0: Monday. Oh, one Monday. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: that. So thought that was kind of cute. One, one Monday? Monday. One, one, one Monday. Monday. It sounds like W O
4: oh, Monday. Monday. Oh, wow. Monday. Right.
0: right? Yeah. So what? Exactly. Like me either. <laughs> <laughs> just, like was she high when she said it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It
3: was a chat. I think it was a chat. I, mean, I get it. I just
5: think
0: it's. I don't know. How you it? One.
3: It's
5: a play out words, like woman, man. Yeah. So, so it's like the whole. It's like Mondays in Monday.
3: the title, like one w-, w-, w O and then Monday. Woman day. But I'm not sold on that. I'm right. You. Has, right. You know. Yeah, right. You know
0: yeah,
3: woman woman. Woman. <laughs> Why Monday?
0: What? Why Monday? Why Monday? Yeah. For female Monday. Yeah. Because all the other days are taken up. We got Country Western Tuesday, yeah. we have Manhood, Manhood Hour Monday, Wednesday, we have Bible Thumping Thursday, and then Open Live Friday. Why don't
1: you switch Friday to Monday? Like.
0: Mm. Then it wouldn't be Open Live Friday.
2: Why don't you switch Wednesday, and Monday? Wednesday, oh, Monday? Yeah, Manly Monday and Woman
0: Wednesday. Oh, there you go. Manly Monday and Woman Wednesday? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting title.
6: <laughs>
0: but for some reason, female Monday seemed to make sense to me. I
6: told you I'm not of negotiating. You're not. <laughs> but
0: you just did well. Amazing. What are we waiting for? Uh, we're waiting on that. We're just going uh, about to do the intro. Yeah. Soon, like at the end of the show?
7: <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> Amazing. You like Female Monday? Uh, I, mean,
8: I, don't see, I don't see a difference. It's all the same every day. So <laughs> but it's cool.
0: You, you like the title, Female Monday? Uh, yeah, it's cool. Oh, okay. It
8: could probably be better, but I wouldn't
0: have any... How about you with the new bike? You you like the female... <laughs> you like...
8: It's called a
9: walker, not a bike. But uh, I like that blind guy's... Have
0: anyone tried to take care... Take your bike away from you? So far, no. Okay. Oh, Tell them about your music. Good morning. Welcome to Fellowship. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with us. Uh, you can go to the chat line on our YouTube channel and whatever your questions and comments are about this meeting today, I can respond. Also, thank you for your support. Good morning, y'all again. How's everybody? Good. I uh, I uh, this I I want you to know, without a doubt, and I'm real serious about this, is that human being hearts are evil. The human heart is evil, and it's evil to the core. And that's why we must be born again of the heart. We must forgive so that we can be forgiven so that the heart can change. If the heart don't change, it's just gonna get worse. Nothing else is gonna change it. And this is family members, work members, government members, entertainment. It's all human beings must be born again of the heart. Some of the things that is happening in my country today is just pure evil. And human hearts live for thrills because it's evil. It literally live for thrills, punishing themselves and punishing others. It's all for the thrill of it because that's how evil operates for thrill. So-called good feeling, thrills, or bad thrills. And if you doubt me, you can just watch yourself. See how you feel about thrills and what you would do to get thrills. And then watch how others try to get through us by hurting others, controlling others. The human heart is wicked to the core. And it doesn't matter what happens. We can get the whole physical thing changed. You can be working. You can do you know freedom of speech and all that. But if the heart is still wicked, it's never going to work. So... Uh, and it's everywhere, it's just so everywhere. On my radio show this week, we did a thing called, uh, uh, where you know I've been saying for years now that white people are under attack, and I've been trying to encourage white Americans to speak up because they are not responsible at all for the troubles or of anyone else. Every adult, individual is responsible for him or herself nobody is nobody else is I am not my brother's keeper and but they haven't done it they had to the knock out games they had everything that's been happening over and over again accused of this and accused of that and holding people down that's evil it's for thrills and it's to the point now is it's out of control I remember when there's a big thing about the school teaching white kids that they were evil, naturally evil because they were white, and nobody did anything about that. It just keeps getting worse. There is a, so I I want my producer to explain this thing for you, and then I have more to say about it. Tell us the title of it and what it's about.
10: Uh, It's called Race to Dinner, and it's where um, bu- race to dinner. Yeah, race to have heard of this? No. Okay. Uh, a bunch of white females um, will host a dinner and uh, they'll pay to do it. They'll split it amongst the guests, two or three thousand dollars to host this dinner. And um, a black woman and an Indian American woman also attend the dinner. Supposed to be women of color right? And it's supposed to facilitate a discussion about race. And so over dinner, they talk about race and the women of color um, encourage the white women to talk about their experiences, um, how racist they are and their experiences with uh, being racist. And um, they want them to accept their, their racism. So during the discussion about race, they encourage them to accept their uh, racist natures, their inherently racist natures.
0: And so they have the discussion, and then at the end of the discussion, the two women of color ask the white women, How many of you are racist? Who in this room is a racist? Right. And you can see the fear in the white women. Yeah. And fear just dripping down their body. Yeah,
10: they'll say, Talk about times where you were racist. Um, they 'll say, "Would you rather, would you rather switch places with me or would you rather switch places with her, you know the, the black woman or the Indian woman, um, just to start the conversation just to get it going, and it 's based off of this whole idea of like white fragility. They call it white fragility, right um, which is they say um, how white people are afraid to admit that they're racist, so they get half of it, right? They are afraid, right, you know. But they'll say, oh, they're, they're afraid to talk about race because they'll have to admit that they're racist. Um, so they got kind of, kind of the right half, 50% of the way there.
0: And so they made, at the end of the discussion, they asked the white women to raise their hands, raise their hands if they're racist. And so the two women of color just kind of sit there looking at them. And you could see the fear in the white women, but you could also see the thrill in the women of color in that they know they're make these women afraid, they know that they are scared, and they get a thrill from it. They feel so better, much better than these white women. And it's just pure evil in the women of color that's waiting for these women to admit it. It's just pure evil. And also you can see the thrill in the white women from being afraid. And so they finally just kinda hold up, raise their hand like this, and Um, but out of pure fear because that's not really how they really feel. It's not what they believe or think, but they admit to it anyway. And then there was one white woman, this particular one I saw, we talked about, who she tried to raise her hand and she couldn't. She's like, I can't raise my hand for this. I'm not a racist. I can't. And they ostracized her. They went off on her like I don't know if she cried, but then she, she cried.
10: Well, a lot of them do. I don't know if that particular woman did, but yeah. it, the whole thing's filmed. You know, they have tissues at the, at the ready, and they have a crying room. You know, for, for the yeah. white women who get upset, and uh, a lot of them just get so confused that they that they get upset. And if they don't answer, if they don't say anything, that they could say silence is violence. Yeah, if you don't say anything, you're wrong too. So it's like you're.
0: And the two uh, women of color, they jumped on this woman and they were yelling at her and calling her all kinds of names because she would not say that she was racist. And they were loving it because evil hearts love the weakness of other evil hearts, right? And so they were loving it. And so I thought about that and I'm like, wow, it has gotten to this. The white man has refused to speak up for himself. He's refused to speak up for his children. Now he's refused to speak up for his wife. And so the women have no protection. They have zero protection. Because if the head is afraid, and those who are under the head, how will you be protected? If, if you're the, head of the, the man is the head of the wife and his children, who are they supposed to get their protection from? So here's what I recommend to the white women is that you gotta go to God on your own. You can go, you still go through your husband, but don't resent him for being weak and afraid. Well, afraid is weak. Don't, don't resent him for being afraid, and that way, through him, you can still go to God on your own, and he will give you the, the power to endure what's happening in this world, because he will make you, you, you will be in the world, but your whole everything will change. And you will be, you will have no fear, and you will live in this world, because it's gonna get worse, as far as evil. The human heart is evil. And it's amazing that white men are so afraid that they're selling off their families. And the only thing they're afraid of being name-called. They're afraid of losing something and that's it they're afraid somebody won't play with them it's evil and my my word is going to get worse because once they're done with the white people they're going to turn on each other and everybody else that disagree with them the human heart must be born again of the father it must return to the father Um, what do you think about that were you aware of that and then plaid shirt. Sorry. uh, Sorry, what was the question again? What do you think about it? Were you aware of that? Had you heard about that before? All this white stuff? Yeah. Uh, No, I haven't. Now that you're hearing about it for the first time, what do you think about it?
9: It's beyond crazy. I just can't even comprehend it. But now everybody's got to be politically correct, so...
0: No, you don't have to be that.
9: I mean, most people are now politically correct. It's only recently that people have become politically incorrect so it's as a yeah i just i mean it's outrageous that i mean it's funny that this thing with race with to dinner is all regarding women i don't think it would happen if it was guys yes it were. I, race they could get a room full
0: of white men in the same condition and do the same thing to them.
9: I don't know. Four four men in, of whiteness and two the men of man color. white men would
0: be afraid to say that they are not racist. I guarantee you. Uh, they would be afraid.
9: I be, mean, there would be probably physical fights if it was guys.
0: No. Right. They ain't going to fight the man of color. Um, Quote, unquote. <laughs> what do you think about that story? A man of color a man of color have have They've, you heard about this before no you know, now you're hearing it for the first time what do you think
8: I think it's sad that people are easy easily manipulated you know just to, to think how they want them like the, the women of color wanted them to think because you know it's just sad like if you're if you're willing to change your views on that then what else are you willing to you know change yeah so yeah I don't agree with it.
0: It's almost like a a brainwashing thing. It's like when you go to the military, don't they brainwash you? They do like a psychological brain chain thing on you. What?
11: Like a reset.
0: Like, yeah, like a reset. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's ridiculous. Um, I. I I think it's ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot I want to say, but I don't think it's it's, 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 that. Yeah,
0: there's a lot you want to say about this. Yeah,
1: I want to know a little bit. I want to like know a little bit more. I think I really do think it's ridiculous. I feel like (sighs) white people right now are just. they're trying to get erased off the face of the earth and it sucks. It really does suck because this country was based off white men. So for these colored people, quote unquote, you know, to be like, oh, you're racist. Like, no, realistically, it's the other way around, but they don't want to see it. They don't, they want to project their own feelings and emotions onto these people. So I, it's, it's ridiculous. It's,
0: it's, It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. It's the same thing that they have done to the blacks over the last 70 years. They have told the blacks over and over and over and over and over again that you're being discriminated against because you're black. You're being this because you're black. And it's not true, but it's like a brainwashing thing that they have heard over and over and over and over again everywhere they go, they hear that. And so like they totally believe it now, and they not all, not all, not all, but most of them don't know how to change that belief. They don't know how not to believe it. Yes, sir?
2: Um, well, no, it is crazy because I'm technically multiracial, but look completely white. So I don't know what it's like to be like treated like that, right. like you're white, when you're really not. But um, I remember in one of your clips when you were saying that we need to reproduce more white men and women, and I really see what you mean now because— if we don't, they're literally getting what they want. They yeah. Otherwise, to be in the minority. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's crazy. What's
0: really, really bad about it, that it's evil. Yeah. That's what's bad about it. It's not love. That's what I really, really want y'all to know. This is not love. And this is in, it's just going to only get worse. This is the work of evil.
2: And I think it also discredits the improvements we've made in this country over the last, you know, decades. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, slavery's not around anymore. Those of us that are alive now, we had nothing to do with that, and they're acting like we do. Well, we didn't. And, it, you know, it's sad because we forget the progress we made. And like I said, it is pure evil because no one's focused on the positives. There are a lot of positives where we are today now versus where we were back in the 60s and 50s.
0: They are. Uh, it reminded me of what they say that the slave masters were doing to the blacks. They were the two colored women were sitting there. Aren't you a racist? Yeah, racist. Yeah, that's right. They were like making them admit that they were racist. It was not like freely done at all. What do you think about that? Have you seen that or heard about it?
3: I heard about it on your show.
0: Uh, what do you think about it?
3: I. I think it's indicative of the insanity that comes along with being blind.
0: Yeah, 100%. You
3: know, until white people in particular begin to push back on this, yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse regardless because the pushback is going to cause an effect. So it's interesting. It's interesting, but, and it's also. You know, I've wondered about, you know, I'm just so thankful that I'm here because I was once part of that group of insane people yeah. walking around thinking too. that I'm correct. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays
0: out. Do you, what do you think about the fact that whites won't say no to it? All they have to do is just say no. Well, you know, I, there's a
3: lot of tension right now in the air and I believe that everyone has a boiling point where you know, it's like that abused woman, at some point the abuser ends up killed and people wonder why or a pet who's abused, you know, at the zoo and retaliates on the trainer. I mean, I everyone has a boiling point and I don't and it's not lost on me that there's tension. In and that's air. what
0: we need to try to stop before they get to the boiling point, because that's where your enemy want you at the boiling point. And right. once you get to that point and you are overreact, they lock you down. They got you there. And so I'm encouraging the people to speak up before that, right. before they get to it, because once they start speaking up and saying no, they're going to realize it wasn't what I thought. You know, it wasn't as hard to speak up as I thought. It, uh, I don't have to be afraid. I don't want them to get to the boiling point because that's what your enemy wants. Right. We need to get to the boiling point.
3: Yeah, I agree. I hope it doesn't come to that, but it just feels like something is brewing.
10: Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And there's also a lot of white people who look at this and say, you should be more angry. They react to it without even getting to the boiling point. They say, you know, we should be angry about this, you know, and maybe that'll point us in the right direction. So there's there's even white you know white people pointing white people in the wrong in the they wrong direction. They should be angry
0: about what's happening.
10: Yeah, uh-uh. about what's happening in the country. Yeah, don't be angry. So many people saying that
0: anger is your enemy, folks. Anger is evil. Anyone that tell you that anger is good, they're telling you I'm your enemy and I am deceiving you. I'm working on the behalf of evil. I'm telling you anger is good. Anger is not good. It's not a normal nature to be in. What do you think about? Had you were you aware of that? Somewhere. Oh, you heard about it before?
4: Not what specifically the well, race okay. to dinner, but um, my personal experience. I'm around a lot of white people, and I don't get that. I don't get that they're afraid to stand up. But um, I think it is evil, like you said. But I also think that's why it's so important for people as an individual to practice staying aware and practice staying conscious because you're more easily manipulated if you're not conscious about it.
0: Absolutely. Stay present. And when you stay present, God is with you. You're in, you're one with the Father and he will show you what's going on. You will see right through it. You will see through the game. Really, that is such a good point. Uh, Let me take this hand first and then here she's white. (laughs) White
12: lady. <laughs> right here first, though. Yes, sir. I think this is the result of years and years and in generational indoctrination that's been going on in American society. And now we're in a time where anybody can pick up a phone and post whatever they want to make an impact of some sort. Yeah. Like I remember being a kid and going to school and the black kids in my class would just complain. Always complain. Always complain, complain. Never did their homework. Always, there was always some nonsense they were complaining about. Right. And I never saw them take ownership. Whereas my white friends, they would go in, would do school, go home and just you know play sports, whatever. They would never complain. And I felt like the media, the cartoons that I used to watch, the movies I used to watch, it was always subtle hints to make you think white people are evil and they're out to get you. When I've never once been approached by a white person saying something negative about my race or whatever, but it was the, the thought in That's my a head good point, man. because they planted a seed in me. They planted a, a, a seed. You get nervous, see a white person? Huh? I thought you was wiping the sweat. No. you get nervous. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, growing up, I thought
0: white people were brave because the yeah. men used to fight for what they believed in. I remember they used to wear those all white suits with the long hat. <laughs> Those are soldiers. <laughs> Remember when they used to wear those outfits? Yeah. white sheets. Lo- oh. And all you can see is the eyes. Oh, the eye. And they used to be brave. What happened to that bravery? <laughs> <laughs> they were not afraid to go to the moon. I know we like have a little fun with it. But it's evil. It's fear. Anyone that has anger has fear. And so all people... I want to encourage you to drop the anger so you can drop the fear. And to black American, you need to stop being a part of the black thing. You need to stop being a part of the angry group. Because your problem, not white people, your problem, you must be born of the father. Return to the father. All people have to do that, right? So it's not about white people. It's about returning to the father. Black men and women, you must forgive your mother's. It's not white people. It's not about having material things or not having material things. It's about being born again of the fathers. And most black people don't realize their mothers have turned them away from their fathers. And that's why they have the anger and the fear and all that mess going on. Really, it's about that. Nothing else but that. What do you think about she white?
5: What do I think about?
0: The, the fact <clears throat> that these white women go to dinner and allow these women of color to abuse them like that.
5: Well, I, th- I mean, I think the whole racism conversation in general is just a government operation. And is It's it a government operation. And I think it's also evidence that um, Satan you know, has control of our mind until we see it any other way. The fact that they're putting it on television and organizing it is... Yeah. It it makes sense to me because it's... There's money, there's ratings, it pushes the... it, It just continues to push it further and, you know, people... You know, and I'm not... Throwing a stone because I've been on the other side of the fence. I mean, oh, you've done
0: that to black people?
5: No, I'm just saying, like in terms of living unconsciously, I've I've lived oh. like that, you know. Yeah. So I've been easily, you know, oh, glitter, and I I follow that. You know what I mean? Um,
0: Would I, you go into a room car a room for dinner and let some women of color tell you that you're a racist? No. Would you even go to that kind of dinner? No. And they pay to do it. It's not like. Well, it's what, a I mean, you start dinner. putting
5: money in the conversation. It's about the it's, money. It's a whole, it just tilts the floor and it's a lost cause at that point. I mean, everybody has a price. <laughs> it's just, you flash a little, you know, golden carrot, people will do it.
0: Oh, mess, huh? I know
4: it is, yeah.
0: Amazing. Yes, ma'am.
4: I was just going to say when you said, when you question, like, why do you think white people are not a. Uh, defending it and i remember was th-
0: when the white people used to white, wear those beautiful <laughs> white suits <laughs> with the law <long> hat
4: <laughs> it made me think and they about would
0: meet up and have a, a barn fire
4: a <laughs> <laughs> um it made me think about the last fall and stay you did with larry elder and how he was talking about a lot of black people are in positions that they weren't in before. It's almost like being mayors and police chiefs of a lot of these different uh, cities. And it's almost like the roles are reversed because white people back in the day used to be in these positions. So I'm thinking maybe is that a part of it? Like they see like we're losing our position, so we should just like stay quiet so that we don't, continue. It's just, it's just is, a thought that, about that's it.
0: That's definitely one of the reasons they won't speak up. Because they will lose something. Mm-hmm. And so losing material things are more important to them than truth itself. Mm-hmm. It's more important to the wise, not all, but most of the wise, than God, than the truth. And they don't trust the truth. Yeah. There was a time when they trust the truth, but they don't trust the truth anymore. And I see them singing at their churches and Doing thing, You know, read the Bible, but they still don't trust the truth. Because if you trust the truth, you can't have fear. You cannot have fear if you trust the truth. But most people don't trust the truth. They and, have they fear.
4: Tr- and most of the time their churches aren't teaching the truth. No. So.
0: They're, they're absolutely not. Amazing. Doug had a word on this. You had your hand? I just had a question. Okay, I'll come back to you. Yes, Doug. What do you think about all this?
13: I think it is crazy, uh, but I see it at work all the time. Um, Oh, you do? Yeah. So we have these meetings. I've never been to one, but they, they have them, and they encourage management and leadership to go to them, but there's just nothing in me that can make me go to one. But I see it all the time. And what's interesting to me is that the people that are putting this on are white people. They're the they're the ones that are way up here in leadership. They are advocating for it, and it's a little hypocritical in a way because they haven't given up their job. So it's, I mean, it's
0: just Maybe something that's I why see. they put them on so they don't have to give up their job. Yeah, true. They know if they didn't go along with, it, they may lose their jobs.
13: But in but
0: because of fear.
13: The way, it, the way, it, the way they, they run it down, um, they should be giving up their job to somebody of color. The way it's presented, right? Because we gotta get, we gotta get the white man out of there and give to the people who don't have. That's, that's the way it, it's presented in a way. What a mess.
0: Yeah. I'll, my point is, it's evil. It's pure evil. Our battle is a spiritual battle. It's not physical at all. Zero physical. It's spiritual. A battle between good and evil. Satan wants to hold on to your soul. Because all who are born of the woman, he already owns you. The devil does, right? Because you take on that nature. But you have to overcome that. And you can. Men and women. But you got to work on you. You got to work on you. It's not going to work any other way. It's pure evil. He had a quick question right here. Yes, sir.
11: And then I want to move on, but. Uh, Just uh, relating to that, I didn't see that dinner, but I've seen other clips of where they, like the Ibram Max Kennedy guy, he'll make white people like, you got to admit that your ancestors did this to me. With all that going on, do you think in the next five to 10 years there might be a race war? And. That's what we're trying to head off. We don't want to, it's not even necessary
0: to have a race war if each individual were to wake up, the war is over. You can lay your weapon down. You don't have to fight with the devil. You just think you have to fight with the devil, but you don't. So, and they want you to have a race war. They're begging for a race war. That's another reason that they are pushing all this mess is that they're begging for a race war. So I want to encourage you, drop the anger. Start working on you. Anger is evil. There's no reason to have anger. Your greater power is love, not emotional love. The love that comes from above. And in that love that comes from above, there are no feelings. There's no feelings in love, so you can't be hurt. You can't be made to feel good or feel bad in real love. All right? For all people, because this is not good that's happening in America today, I wanted to get to the biblical question for this week. What was the biblical question? Uh, Why are you afraid to negotiate?
14: Yeah, and you say? Oh, that wasn't what I wanted to answer, but okay, I'll I'll answer it. You don't want to answer Uh, that, you say? No, no, no. uh, Originally, when I raised my hand... uh, Oh, you had your hand? Yeah. I didn't see your hand. I'll answer the question. No, what you
0: want you to want respond to the other thing we're talking about? No, we about.
14: need to move on, right? Yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> okay. yeah. We yeah. need to
0: move on, right? What good soul?
14: Um, <laughs> I'm not Why afraid. Why are you
0: afraid of negotiating?
14: I'm not afraid to negotiate. Why not? Because uh, negotiating means, uh, well, from a business perspective or a spiritual perspective, how do you. Uh, what do you mean by. Why are you
0: afraid of negotiating?
14: Okay, so if someone's trying to screw me over or trying to kill me, should I try to talk them down from doing it, or like, why are you afraid of negotiating? Uh, I'm not afraid, oh okay, and why not? From a business perspective, i'm not and why not? Because I mean, that's how business is. You know, I gave you a price, you give me one uh, you give me okay, I give you one offer, you give me another offer. We go back and forth until we kind of reach a compromise, so. Okay. Yeah, but uh, spiritually, like, that's a whole different level. What do you mean? Spiritual, like, like uh, like if so, like when I'm trying to court someone, we talk about religion. What? Like, if I'm trying to court someone. You're trying to what? If I'm trying to court someone, a woman, a girl, oh. or, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. I got to specify. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you talk we talk of, about religion. Okay, so does she believe in religion? Do I believe in religion? Do I believe in God? Does she believe in God? We kind of, kind of go back and forth. So that's so what negotiating to, is.
0: When you're trying to court, you're talking about God. No,
14: no. When the, when the topic of religion and God and belief in God right. comes
0: up, and you we go back and forth, right? We negotiate with her.
14: What? You
0: negotiate with her then?
14: Well, to me, negotiate is, you know, so when you, you go back when and forth you know, until you we both dating. reach an agreement.
0: So, when you're saying when you're dating, you talk to the woman about God, so y'all are negotiating spiritually? It's
14: not that I, I talk to her about God, it's just the topic comes up. And, so and then one thing leads to another, and then we get into that. And so topic. you're negotiating? You call that. We're, we're going neg- back and forth. And <laughs> do you call <laughs> that negotiating? Yes. Oh, you do? Going back and forth until we both reach an agreement. And if we can't reach an agreement, then not just about religion, but about other things.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. right. Amazing. Yeah. Who else thought about the biblical question this week? Right here. Why, the young lady in the back, her. why are you afraid of negotiating? I'm not. You're not. Uh-uh. And, and why are you are not?
1: Well, I've never, re- I don't think I've ever had to. I, well... No, I've never had to. Had to what? Negotiate.
0: So how do you know you're not afraid? Of? That's
1: why I said I'm not afraid because oh. I've never had
0: to. <laughs> you so your whole life you never had to negotiate? Well,
1: I did. I worked one time at a sales place and I gave everything for free, so I knew that you gave
0: everything for free.
1: Yeah, I was. I'm not good at negotiating. So you just so gave I know for everything fact, away? Yeah, I gave everything <laughs> away because. Whoa! I, yeah, so did the I, boss know that? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Were so, you working
0: for the welfare office?
1: No, I worked at T Mobile.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> not the name give, of the company. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Well, I used to give things for free because I, I would feel bad. So I was like, oh,
0: it's you okay. You would feel bad? Yeah. And so you gave it away? Yeah. Because you were free. Well, I mean, I would
1: give it, I, would, I wouldn't sell it at whole price or anything. I would just be like, it's okay. I'll help you out here.
15: So I I
0: know for a fact I'm
1: really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I know I would if I ever had to negotiate anything. I know it's it's either hot, cold, black, white. There's no in between for me. So I, I, there's no. Remember not to hire her. (laughs) That's why I don't work.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So. What are you afraid of?
1: I don't. I don't think I'm afraid of anything. I mean. No, that's a lie. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the situation. Um, she did that. I did. I guess it would just depend on the situation. I don't know. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't say I'm afraid of anything, really.
0: But you're afraid of, you give everything away. Yeah. So you don't have to negotiate.
1: I didn't. But I never, I don't think I was afraid of negotiating at that point. I guess it would depend because I, I mean there'll be times where I would you know depending on the situation if I felt bad for the person I would be like oh it's okay I'll just deduct like seventy five percent off or if I knew <laughs> you know that they were well off I'd be like oh you're good here full price type of deal but I've never been afraid to oh a mess.
0: yeah <laughs> man you better watch <laughs> are you afraid of negotiating why are you afraid?
12: Um, I'm afraid of negotiating because there's like a tremor inside of me that just, you know, feels bad for the other person. Um, or it's really not negotiating with the other person. It's negotiating with myself. So for me growing up, my father was pretty weak in the way he is. He, he was terrible negotiating, terrible in general about not only just business transactions, but just speaking for himself, speaking up for himself. He would just like you know, oh whatever, and he like brush it off. That was, that was his way of doing it. And then my mom was the opposite. She was an over negotiator, very high, you know, strong woman type of thing. And and no I got
0: thing as a strong woman.
12: right, but that's why that's why I put in air quotes. Like yeah. you know, she yeah, there you go. uh So she so I got to see the weak man and the and a quote unquote strong woman. So it that. Within me makes me feel, you know, nervous when you're know, having a negotiation experience. Amazing. Why are you afraid of negotiating? Me? Uh huh.
5: I'm not I'm not afraid. Ooh. I've never I haven't, I haven't had to do it yet. You haven't had to?
0: No. Nah. about anything? Mm,
5: about anything, no. Nah. Do
0: you ever have to negotiate with your parents?
5: I
14: mean, like
0: you may want to go to the game, but they want you to stay home, or you may want to oh, come well, home at yeah, I've you had may to want do to that. come home at five, they say you need to be back here four,
5: yeah,
4: I've done that, like yeah, that?
0: and do you feel fear when you're negotiating with them about that, those kinds of things? mm, not really, you don't feel anything, no okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyone here afraid of negotiating? Right here. Why are you afraid of negotiating?
16: It simply is just that I'll do whatever I can internally to avoid being told no, and that often means not even going for the negotiation, because in my mind, I already think they're going to tell me no, and I don't want to hear that.
0: Speak up a little bit. I don't
16: want to hear no, basically. And why not? Because I don't, essentially, if it boils down to it, I don't want to feel that disappointment. I don't want to be disappointed, so in order... F- I just don't even negotiate. Too. You
0: don't want to feel the disappointment um, of not getting what you want? Yeah. Oh.
16: Yeah, so I'll just avoid it altogether.
0: You avoid negotiating? Mm-hmm.
16: Because in my mind, I think they're going to already tell me no, and I don't want to feel that disappointment, so I just won't do it.
0: And so how do you deal with it then? Is just not negotiating at all?
16: Right. Well, I'm thinking about You're physical... Like, okay,
0: you can have it.
16: <laughs> so, it's- yes, well, I'm thinking about it, I guess... Um, in trying to buy something, going to like swap meets or flea market, stuff like that, right it is silly like you should you should negotiate, especially if it's practical with your money, but even those things, I avoid it because I don't want to be told no,
0: really yeah, that's amazing interesting the young lady in the white shirt, why are you afraid of negotiating?
17: It depends on the situation, but I'm not. Always afraid.
0: Are you afraid sometimes? Yeah. And what? When you're afraid of sometime, what are you afraid of?
17: I am afraid of the confrontation. The confrontation. The confront confrontation.
0: Oh, the confrontation. Yeah. M- meaning what?
17: Meaning. Play, somebody <laughs> can't
0: play rap <rock> music. <laughs> 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 yeah.
17: Um Just meeting the, like, just the uncomfortableness.
0: What does it feel like inside of you negotiating when you feel that way?
17: You know, I actually just had a negotiation the other day. And uh, it actually went really well. I didn't get what I wanted, but I
0: But it went well, you didn't get what you wanted? That's not well, (laughs) Well, that's not going very well.
17: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I realized that Maybe what I wanted was, you know, a certain outcome, but what I needed was to go through the negotiation and to Uh-oh. face that. So in that sense, I feel like I won.
0: And will you be feeling when you do feel fear of negotiating, what are you feeling on this side? What's that feeling?
17: What does it feel like? I mean it just maybe it just feels like nerves, like nervousness.
0: Okay. Amazing. Yeah, but
17: then it just passes and it's over.
0: Frank, you had your hair? Huh? Did I see your hair? Yes. Why are you afraid of negotiating?
8: I used to be afraid of uh, the risk and the, uh, my, my own ego that I would be losing something because I'd be taking a chance. There's something that I wanted, there's something that I needed. And uh, I had to speak up for myself. And I had to request, this is what I want. And being afraid of losing that. Being me
0: afraid to not of, getting it?
8: Yeah, be, you, know, you know, being afraid of not getting it, not receiving it, that, that thing there. And it was really myself. Negotiating and negotiation was all about me, not what did you, wanting you
0: When you something. were feeling a of- Fear of not getting it. What did that feeling feel like?
8: The, the best part for me is when I didn't have to have it and then and I didn't need it. And being that way, I can negotiate and walk away.
0: What did the feeling feel like when you would be afraid of not getting it?
8: Uh, fear. <clears throat> um, fear of loss, death. Fear of not getting it. Fear, the, the, I mean, the most, af, being afraid, you know, being, uh, being, a, having that fear in your heart, you're afraid that you're going to die, that fear.
0: When you fear negotiating, you are afraid that you're going to die during the when negotiation. When I used
8: to negotiate, I would be afraid of losing, and not getting or receiving. I would be afraid of that. But did you say you,
0: that. you, you, you felt you were afraid of dying? Yeah. So yeah. you thought you were going to fall out and die right there and negotiate Yeah,
8: in, in a way, yeah. It's
0: what do you a, mean? I ain't never heard that one before. I mean,
8: you know, it's fear. Fear is fear.
0: <laughs> when, <laughs> so you fear felt like, fear. oh, Lord, if i don't get this, I'm going to die?
8: Um, no, not I'm going to die.
0: You just did? You felt like you were going to die. Not I'm going to
8: die, but I felt like I'm going to die. You ever felt like you're going to die? Oh, no. man, it's bad. I've
0: never I, had to feel I, like I'm going to I die. I that. Uh, thank God. <laughs>
8: so that kind of fear and, 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 you know, having fear, fear grows. And you be af- you're afraid of this, then you're going to be afraid of that. You're afraid to negotiate for this, and then you're afraid to negotiate that because that's going to happen. Are you aware
0: when you're doing that you're afraid?
8: I was at that time. now I'm aware that, you know, that's, that's the devil poisoning my mind. And I oh, okay. need to come out of that.
0: Uh, I've never heard somebody say, I'm afraid about that. You said you had the same feeling? Like you were going to pass out and die? What did that feel like for you?
16: <clears throat> Many times. Many um, times
0: what? If you never die, how do you you know what the feeling of death feels like? Like,
16: I'm there, and I'm like, oh, I'm still here. And then that's when I realize, like, okay, (laughs) I didn't die. And I have been trying to, like, endure, and that's, like, my biggest thing. I'm like, wow, the world didn't end, and I'm still alive, and it's fine. So I think I negotiate too much with myself or with the not me.
0: Why are you afraid of negotiating?
16: Um, Because I don't want to give anything. I just want to take
0: Oh, that made so much sense. That's deep. Amazing. Why are you afraid, Joel? Nick, you want to go ahead, Nick, Nick first.
7: Uh, Why am I afraid of negotiating? Uh, Just thinking about this question, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. When I'm thinking about it, okay, I didn't try and get too intellectual about it. Like, okay, well, negotiating, well, when I'm doing business or when I'm doing. So I'm just thinking, well, negotiating. Talking with people, offending for myself, and what fear comes up in those situations, well to, to explain it simply it's the thoughts and we know we know that one what, but what it looks like for, for me the, yeah, what it feels like and what it looks like in those moments is it's like I'm ingratiating myself and I want that person I want to hook up that person and I forget about myself or I'm afraid of offending for myself in a certain situation that's what it really looks like oh. and if or, or like fear is to Umbrella term at all, it's like uncertainty. Like, I'm afraid of uncertainty. Like, in a business context, right. if I'm not knowledgeable about something, I get the uncertainty makes me feel like I'm out of my, my uh, breadth of knowledge here. I'm getting screwed over or something here. No. But, yeah, anyways. I mean, the uncertainty really comes from, um, like, I'm not even, like, it'd be fine to go into a negotiation and then just realize you're uncertain. It's like, okay, actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me just stop. There's no reason to be... Uncertainty is not a reason, a good reason, for fear of right. what we're talking about. Anyways.
6: How about you, Joe? Uh, you black. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been in too many negotiation situations, but I don't know if I saw to do it in the moment. I've definitely have just done it. But um, if there was any fear in that moment it was just of the confrontation of it or the idea of possibly losing the opportunity in general if i push too much on the negotiating thing right so i guess it would be just the, the fear of losing something but typically i don't think that I, I i care too much about it not to say anything oh okay yeah amazing oh, but there was somebody who had a que- who had an answer on instagram oh okay um I don't even know how to pronounce the name, but he says you're afraid of negotiating because you're afraid of the person and how they'll react.
0: How the other person will react. Very interesting.
6: Yeah. Nice. That's it.
0: Yes, Frank.
8: So negotiation, negotiating, being afraid of negotiating is something I had to go through um, you know, in my life, and I had to deal with that. And I found out that it was negotiating had nothing to do with the other person. It was me. Um, you know, being in sales, you constantly deal with um, what do they want, what do you want, what do you want, what do they want. And I had to overcome that. I had to die to that thing of wanting that and needing that. And once I was able to die from that, then negotiating was easy. Uh, I had nothing Death to from lose.
0: WHAT? Death from what?
8: Uh, the fear of uh, the fear of giving something up, uh, living in that fear, living in the fear of uh, "I want this," in simple cases, you know, uh, you know, being a teenager with a girl that I liked, uh, you know,
0: go sit next just, to him. I know you negotiate with women. For well, dates.
8: I, I want to go on a date
0: for a date. But the negotiating with, but the negotiating.
8: Listen, do you? It's, my, it's myself.
0: You folks just say no. We going to
8: McDonald's and that's it. I wish I had you there when I was sixteen. <laughs> but it was me, me being afraid to say, "Hey, how are you?" That was it. Was me it was inside of me. it Wasn't them. It was you, me. You,
0: uh, you, you know, fr- the, the fear it you inside, inside you of me. Not getting a date.
8: The, yeah, the fear inside of oh, okay. me of her saying no. The fear it was in me negotiating. I would be having a conversation with myself, negotiating in my in my mind. That that kind of negotiating is the same kind of negotiation in a business when you're trying. You want something that they have.
0: Okay. And Amazing. So um, the fear. Yes, yeah. Why are you afraid? Um,
13: when I was when you first said this question, I was thinking about it. Um. Obviously, there are those times where, you know, you're afraid of how you look or not getting what you want. I've went through those also. But I think the thing for me was that when I was a kid, I have four brothers and a sister. And we were told kind of young that, and you know how kids kids will ask you 200 times for what they want. And so we were told young that when I say no, that means no. So we, I, I think I was, I lost that, somewhere along the line I lost that, and, and I don't know always how to negotiate. Um, I do know that for sure, because, you know, we would be in trouble, I, I would be in trouble if I went further than no means no at times. Were you
0: born during Reagan days? Didn't a ring? I think I was a teenager
13: no? when she just was around.
0: Huh? So your parents taught you to just say no.
13: My parents didn't teach me to just say no. They said that when I say no, that's what that means. Oh, I. There see. is no getting around that.
0: No, no, no taking any further than that. Yeah. And that put fear in you. You think? Some, some,
13: possibly tra- some sort of trauma, but it, it just uh, it, it basically stopped. Like it stopped me, right? There's a wall there now, right. and wow. I I never really learned how to negotiate. So a lot of times I don't know in that situation. I don't always know what to say, although I I do know that with my job, because I I work with four other managers, and sometimes we have to come together and make a decision, right? Right. And so we each kind of present our case. We each negotiate, and I've realized. At, at least on a small level that all I need to do is present my case and let the chips fall where they may and that's literally it ask for what i want maybe even a little more of what i want and that's it and don't and part of me had to learn how to not get upset about not getting what i want yeah but i'm not i still yeah. say that there are times where i literally don't know my angle i don't know the rep, the best angle to I don't know the best way to respond. So a lot of times I don't have that negotiation. My skills are low.
0: Amazing. Okay, did you have your hand? Okay.
17: Um, learning how to handle a no is so incredibly powerful and I think the other person will remember that as well. You know, if
0: How to handle no?
17: Yeah, yeah. Like if, if
0: You say it's powerful?
17: I do think it's powerful.
0: In, in what way is it powerful?
17: Um, I would say, like if, if you and I had a negotiation and uh, let's say the answer was no, if I threw a huge fit and just was crazy, I don't know if you'd want to deal with me anymore. But if the interaction was... Just you know, calm and, and good and still peaceful. There's still the um, like the door is still open.
0: Oh, okay, amazing. I, two more people then I want to move on to the assignment for this month, this week, uh, and then Hake. Are you afraid? Why are you afraid of negotiation? You have those dolls. I know you ain't afraid, are you? <laughs> Why are you afraid of negotiating? No,
4: I'm not afraid of negotiating, but um, I do remember a time that I was afraid of negotiating. And why? And I didn't know why, but I felt the feelings, like I didn't want to, like, I'll just give an example. There was a time that I wanted to ask for a raise, and I... That's a
0: good example.
4: Yeah, I... I felt like all trembling inside, I felt, I wouldn't compare it to like thinking I'm gonna die, but if you ever been known that you got in trouble as a kid and you was about to get a spanking and you have that fear inside, like, oh, you about to get it, that's how I felt. And it was weird because, and then I also thought, maybe I looked at the person, my boss, that I was gonna approach for a raise as like being like above me, like, You know, so in all those things, I would like have these thoughts trying to pump myself up, like just go say it and then go analyze. I mean, try to think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it. And then when I get to the point, I'm just a mess like a noodle just falling all apart. So I do remember it, but I'm not and I know I didn't know why then I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that I felt all these feelings I know why now because Satan was my daddy, but um, I don't. I'm not afraid to negotiate anymore.
0: Amazing. Why are you afraid shy, of negotiating?
10: Um, I I kind of um, I like what Francisco said.
9: Do people die?
10: Yeah, I, kind, I mean, more <laughs> of just the it feeds it feeds into the whole. I want something, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like that. You know, it it feeds into that, I want something out of this.
0: Oh, you're afraid because I feel like you want something from it?
10: Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's what negotiating is all about, wanting something.
10: Right, but that's not, we're not supposed to be wanting of of anything. But you you don't know that yet. I mean, of course. (laughs) Of course. That before you knew. I wouldn't say it if I didn't didn't
0: know. (laughs) No, now you know, but before you knew. Why were you afraid of negotiating?
10: Um, yeah, because of, of that reason.
0: You wanted that.
10: Yeah, because um, it fed into that whole I want thing. And then you feel disappointed because at a certain point you wanted something, and then if you don't get it, you feel disappointed. So oh, okay. So it feeds into that up and down.
0: What did it feel like to be, feel like you're about to die?
10: Um, it, it changes everything. Like, everything becomes very clear.
0: Will you feel like you're about to die?
10: Yeah. Like
0: fall out and die?
10: Yeah. Like every, Have you, you ever
0: died before?
10: Uh, I've come close. To death? Yeah.
0: What did death feel like? I remember somebody I knew about to die. And so I told the hospital, they were in a hospice, right? And so I told the hospital doctor, when this person's about to die, call me so I can hurry over here to see them die. <laughs> You said that part. Yeah, and so they call me up and say, "Hey, rush over here; they' about to die." And I'm like, "Okay," but I couldn't make it because I was busy. And by the time I finished doing what I was doing, and I rushed over there, the person had died. (laughs) And I wanted to be looking at them when they die, because I wanted to see if I see anything come out of them. You know what I mean? I heard that when you die and it, it come out of your mouth and I want to be looking at your mouth and see what come out. One time I was on Crenshaw and a woman got hit by a car or something and she was dying or dead, but they said she was dying. So I heard her up and parked my car. <laughs> I listen. And I ran over there, but before I got there she was dead. Oh, like, Lord have mercy! So that's me, I ask, what does it feel like uh, to die? Because I never knew the one that went close to death, and now every time something happens, you feel like you're going to die again. Yeah, yes. Anybody there want to see people die?
14: What have you seen?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? Said
18: just you. <laughs> Yes. Um, over on Twitter, somebody said, when we are afraid to negotiate, I guess it's a fear of confrontation. You think that if you're just nice to people, then they will treat you fairly. And if you stand up for yourself, they will punish you for it. Probably stems from punish parents who punish you for being assertive.
0: Interesting. A little bit. So let me tell you how this became a biblical question. Yes, sir. <clears throat>
8: I can remember uh, as a young kid, uh, I was uh, I was really attracted to this lady.
0: Oh Lord, here we go again! Being attracted
8: to her, I'm a mechanic, and I would do work. Oh yeah, let me a
0: woman involved somewhere. And I would do
8: work, and how it would hurt me is that I would I would be (laughs) afraid of not charging or charging too cheap and doing it almost free. And then you know every time I've done that, I, I look back at it now how stupid I was. Because all they did was they went to McDonald's and they, you know, they didn't give me the any money at all. I was kind of being played a fool, uh, doing yeah. it freely and cheaply. I, I kind of I degraded myself as a young young man, you know, okay. doing that work for free, and it was it was uh, and it was because I wanted something. Okay. I wanted that.
6: Okay you I saw your head again? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Because I couldn't think. I couldn't think of a negotiation situation throughout the week. And also, I was thinking like, I know Jesse doesn't mean business. It has to be some kind of deep spiritual thing. <laughs> and I couldn't make the connection. But um, what she said in the front and what they said on Instagram, it, it kind of reminded me of something. Is that if you believe in the product or whatever it is, you believe in it then there is no fear of negotiating. I think the fear only comes because you want something, not because you see it's what you need or what's the right thing to yeah. negotiate, and you have, because it's not grounded in anything, you have doubt. So I think that's where the fear comes. It's not like a real true like, um, approach to negotiating, but if you see clearly okay. what you want, you believe in a the product, then you don't have any fear about it.
0: Amazing. You have fear in negotiating?
3: Um, it's possible.
0: You do have it? It's possible. As
3: I thought, as I pondered the question, I realized I've never had to negotiate anything because I grew up, you know, all men aside from my mom.
0: So you just gave the store away too?
3: (laughs) So to speak. Well, not really. I didn't give the store away. I just, the men in my life would negotiate. They would do it for you? Yeah. So you've never
0: had to really negotiate? No. No. Amazing.
3: In terms of, like, if we're talking... Because as Joel just said, I thought, well, he couldn't be talking about practical, so maybe spiritual. And I did think about the times I've negotiated with God. Like, God, if you give me XYZ, i Z, I'll oh. go to church every... So- whatever, you know. And... Um, that's the only time so from a spiritual perspective i've negotiated i've never had any fear of negotiating with god from a practical point of view i've i haven't had to to negotiate because the men in my life have done it and i really do think it's a man's job to do that
0: and so did god give you what you want when you negotiated with him
3: um it was probably the devil
0: right so he didn't give you God didn't give you what you wanted.
3: Now that I'm awake, I realize But before you possible.
0: were awake, did he give you what you wanted?
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, I did get some of those things. From God? Well, I'm not sure whether it was oh, God yeah. or the devil. No,
0: they're from the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based
3: on what you've said, I'm yeah. beginning to believe that.
0: Amazing. What, may, <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> Slap him. What made this a biblical question is that I was in a major negotiation this week, or last week. And while I was talking to this person, they sound so confident and just so right on it, and so right on it, right? And so at the time of negotiating, I can hear the devil talking to me, and I can feel it in my stomach, right, that I was going to get what I wanted. Because this person was so on it. It was like they were so sure that they were going to get what they want because they knew it was their product. And so I'm like sitting there watching this and watching this thing, and I watched how the devil, this is the beauty of being able to watch, to see what's going on in you. And I watched how he was telling me, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get it the way you want it. You're not going to do this," this. He was making me feel things about it, like I'm going to lose it. And I just noticed that. And so this person said what they had to say. And I said to them, so I made my suggestion or what I wanted. And they, they still wanted to do it their way. I said, okay, yeah, I don't want it. I let it go, right? And they said, I knew I got everything I wanted. They said, okay, I can redo this. We can do it this way. And, I, and I'm like, wow. Suppose I had not been conscious of the devil telling me to feel this way about it. And making me think that I wanted it so bad that I could not let it go. I would have ended up in a bad deal. And I would have ended up unhappy because I wouldn't have gotten what I wanted. Right? But it was the devil talking to me. And making me think about how bad it is to lose it. And not get it. Or he tried to make you want it so bad that you would accept whatever deal they're making. But watch that. It's the devil talking to you. And he's making you feel like you got to have it. you got to have it, even if you have to give in to it and be uncomfortable having it. Mm-hmm. But Sean made the point earlier, this, week, this year we were working on wanting for nothing. Wanting for nothing. And if you don't want for anything, you will never lose anything. But if you want for something, you're going to lose. So just work on that, but especially work on how the devil, the thoughts are dealing with you in every given situation. Every given situation. And the light is in you now. You, you've gone and forgiven. You're doing the side of the prayer. So let the light work on you. I couldn't even believe I'm like, wow, well, I got everything I wanted in that. I'm like, Wow. Now I'm happy that I'm doing it because I I can do it and work and all that. But watch. Be willing to let it go. If your husband or your wife want to walk out, bye. You want me to help you pack? And while they're packing, you want the kids? Take the kids. Want for nothing. Then the devil can't work your mind like that. But watch those thoughts. Why had the devil operate with everything? It worked. God God is on our side. Most people don't trust God because they never let go and see what happens. They won't see what happened. Have a wait and see what happened. This one time, I'm going to see what happened. And you'll see the truth will step in and it does work. But you don't have any idea how the truth works, so get away from that. You can't imagine how the truth works. You can't imagine how God works. You can't even speak as to how he works. Really. So just have a way to see about everything. That makes sense? Yes. But the mind is not going to want you to do that because the devil wants to control you. Let me take here first over to Hassan, and then here. And then I want to get to the assignment for this week. Amazing. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, no, it just, that kind of reminds me of, uh, in the book, The Art of the Deal, from Trump. Uh huh. He says a story about how there was this a lot of money on the line, but this person kept calling him Donnie in the meeting. And he was like, hey, don't call me Donnie. And the guy kept just calling him Donnie, I think. And he had this, like, gut reaction where he was paying attention to like he was like there was something that just felt wrong in my gut like yeah. and um and then ended up like that deal was like bad or something like that but so yeah it's interesting how paying attention to what yeah you, you know the the spirit of things is like yeah there's an art in the paying attention to the deal
0: <laughs> pay uh, pay attention to what's happening with you inside of you at all times you'll be blown away. The devil's not, he'll lose authority over you if you pay attention to what's happening. He's trying to make you make a bad deal or the wrong deal or that deal. He's making you want for something that you really can let go of. It's not that important. So pay attention to the deceiver. He is the great deceiver. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I forgot. Here first and then here. So there is a
14: practical negotiation and spiritual negotiation. Practical, we should negotiate, right, practically, when it comes to business? I don't know what you mean
0: by spiritual negotiation. Like,
14: uh, for example, um, most people think, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure, that most people have this idea that, oh, well, I mean... I stole an apple when I was a kid. Or I stole a candy bar sure you when I was did. a kid. Uh, okay, but this person <laughs> murdered someone, so I shouldn't be punished as much as him. So would that be like kind of like negotiating with God? Like don't punish me as people, much as that
0: person. How many people leave their spiritual negotiating? Uh, one, only one. honest one. Yeah. <laughs> what what is spiritual negotiating?
10: Well, it's... You had hair, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind of what I learned about, you know, you explaining your negotiation um, story, because I was saying how I was afraid of negotiating because um, I, I didn't want to feed into that I want things, you know, like the devil telling you that you really want something out of this situation. So, in other words, you can practically negotiate for things, but... If in doing that you spiritually negotiate with the devil and say, yeah, well maybe I do want this a little bit, you know, that would be like a spiritual negotiation. Okay. Like allow allowing believing him when he says, Yeah, you do want this. Okay. Right? In the course of a practical negotiation, you can also you can also make the mistake of spiritually negotiating.
0: So tell me what spiritually negotiating again?
10: Um, you know, belie- believing him a little bit when he says, Yeah, you do actually want this. Oh, I see. And you'll get into trouble that way. I got you.
0: Uh, Doug has his hand for spiritual negotiation right there, and then in the black shirt, black sweater. Did you have your hand? Did I see you react? You believe there's spiritual negotiation? No, I reacted to him. Oh, slap him. I did. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doug. You said you were
13: going
0: to go to her. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I
17: I feel like I've asked this question before, but even the biblical story about the husband who pursued his wife—I uh. think her name was Gomer. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's a very unfortunate name, but um,
0: what what happened now?
17: His his wife was a prostitute, and she ran off with some guy, and then he got, the wife? i can't remember his name. Hosea. Hosea? Oh,
0: Hosea's wife was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, nice!
17: And uh, and he her, he <laughs> pursues her. I, I think that is you know that big biblical story always. Um, I don't I don't think confuses is the right word because I do think it's a beautiful story of you know the sanctity of marriage.
0: Oh, that's what you're thinking about right now? Yeah. You thinking about cheating on your husband?
17: No, I I'm thinking that. Some things are worth hanging on to. Oh,
0: so you think that he should have hung on to his slutty wife? Well, he did. He went after her? Yeah. Why?
17: God commanded him to.
0: Oh, God told him, go get your wife?
17: I I honestly don't remember the exact story.
0: Me? I'm about to look into that. Yeah. You know that story, hate? Not clearly. I just know that. How do you think of that right now?
17: Because you said um, you said if your wife leaves, you should help her pack. Right. And I guess my question would be.
0: Unless God tell you to keep her.
17: <laughs> Say that again? Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again.
0: If, that's right. <laughs> if God tell you to keep her, then that's a different story.
17: Okay. And, and how would you discern that?
0: If he tell you, you would know it. It would be clear. you know what I mean? Because he's very clear about all things.
17: Yeah, I, I agree. I would say most people would let her leave because of her um, past, right? the fact that she was a prostitute, and yet I think I do think it's beautiful that God commands. Hosea to go after her. Actually, I well, don't remember the exact story, so I, I shouldn't say that. So,
0: If she was a prostitute, but she's overcoming that, that's no reason to judge her anyway.
17: Well, I think she ran off with another guy.
0: Oh, well, she left him. Let me look into that so I, can, I can't I can really communicate about it. Yeah, I okay. understand the story. Thank you. Yes, what's that about?
18: I mean, I just know that God told the prophet Hosea to Keep taking her back, no matter. I mean, as as many times as she cheated on him. So
0: every time she leaves, bring her back home.
18: I don't know if he went out and got her. I, don't, I mean, let I don't her come back. Part. But yeah. And, and why? It was, as I recall, I think it was a symbol of how God was treating Israel, because Israel was adulterous towards uh, God, and he was, uh, and Hosea was a picture of that.
0: Oh, he was, so he kept was his for, marriage. To forgive her no matter what. Yeah. Oh I got you. Alright, well I'm gonna look into that so I can be respond better. Yes. Did you have your had some more? No, yeah, no. Go ahead. Um,
17: do you remember that the end like he goes and gets her? What? But he Hosea goes and gets Gomer. You never ask
0: a black man if you remember.
17: Huh? <laughs> I mean, you have a pretty good memory you're you're a sharp guy um, and uh, but he does tell her like I'm not going to have any physical relations with you for x amount of days, but he does go and like physically get her
0: Oh, okay. well, let me look into that more so I can be clear. Yes sir uh, it's about the spiritual negotiation Did it's, you about, have your hand? it's about
13: not wanting for anything oh okay. And when, I, and I guess it's about what I realize about myself. About when I want for something, it it's a, it takes on a whole other life. Yeah. It ain't freedom at all. It's it's you want for something you don't get it, and it just makes a big. You you make decisions based off of it. You do this because of that. You do. It's just the weirdest rabbit hole. It's just a mess. Because I know that about abnormal. me.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's totally abnormal to want for anything. Yes. And then I gotta y'all keep your hand down.
4: <laughs>
0: yes. There's no such thing as spiritual
8: negotiating. Negotiating is only when when you're dealing with the situation, either you're listening to the devil and and he's telling you you need this <sighs> and you want that or you're afraid of this and
0: the, why and you say there's no such thing as spiritual negotiating?
8: well uh you if you know that that you don't need anything and God is taking care of you, who are you negotiating with?
0: Why do you say there's no such thing as spiritual negotiator
8: there's no there's no making deals with God. I used to oh, make deals that's why with you God no yeah oh, okay. I used to make deals with God and I used to make promises you know every year I would make make deals okay, and you know it's foolishness
0: um we say that, Sean.
10: Right on. I hear you.
0: But you said there was spiritual negotiation,
10: and I am wrong. Amazing.
0: Don't be scared. This is not one of those KKK meetings <laughs> where the people of color trying to make you say what they want you to say. Um. Uh. There is no such thing as spiritual negotiation, and for one reason and one reason only. There's no you to negotiate. Mm. If there's no you, how you going to negotiate? Right. There's, no negotiate there's no you. There's no you. All right. Remember, there's no you. There's no you. I got to get to the uh, assignment. assignment. The young lady way in the back. What was the assignment for this week? She got on the phone
15: because i have notes
0: we had an amazing Thursday night meeting it was on fire the ladies who are all of them was on fire y'all stay with it, ladies really i don't care what happened stay with it yes
15: so the assignment was to notice the mind repeats itself and it's all about you So what now notice that the mind repeats itself And that it's all about
0: you. And did you notice that?
15: I don't, I feel like I had a hard time noticing that. I feel like, and maybe I was trying to put myself in a place that I wasn't, but I was like, I've done so much work on myself. Like, maybe that's not true for me. Like, um, no, I think I'm, I'm overcoming that. So,
0: so you didn't notice the mind, the thoughts repeated themselves?
15: I mean, they may have had the same theme, but they didn't necessarily
0: repeat themselves. And when you say they may not have the same theme, what do you mean by that?
15: Like they would go into a certain period of the past or they would go to a certain moment or they always just kept reminding me about something. Um, so there was a certain theme, but they weren't the exact same thought.
0: But that's what I mean by repeating itself.
15: So it's the same theme?
0: It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Because it, let's say you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the guy's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. and they start tell you, this is a bad guy. He's not going. He's not a good husband, blah, 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 blah right? Dump him. And then they'll tell you, take this man. This is a good one. And then it would that won't work out either start the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. And it would tell you, this is a bad guy. This is a good one.
13: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it'll make you think about the past with the first one and the second one. And then it'll make you think that this is a new one. It's going to work. And then once you get that one, same thing start over again. Then it'll tell you, oh, it'll be better later. The future will be better. And you'll try to make that work. Then it'll remind you how the other ones didn't work. And then it'll tell you that it's just, the situation may be a little different, but it's the same thing. It just repeats itself over and over again. And that's why all human beings that listen to it end up in the same situation every time. There's nothing new in thoughts. Hmm. It's just rotating in jail, giving you the same thing, repeating itself over and over again. And if you notice, most human beings do the same thing over and over and over again. And you ask, well, why did you do that this time? I don't know. And they know that they already have done that before, but they end up doing it again because they listen to the thoughts. Okay. What do you think about that?
15: Uh, I'm sure I do it. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I I remember the person that walked in this church, quote unquote. But it's a church. I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> but I was. So I. Sorry.
0: Here. <laughs> Anybody else do the assignment this week?
11: You.
0: You say what now? Yeah, watching the thought
11: repeat itself. Did you do that? Uh, yeah, and then uh, it's it's crazy Give how much. Give me an
0: example. Of what happens?
11: Uh, like I'll tell myself, you know what, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and then I don't get it done today. I repeat it the next day, dude. You have to do this, this, and this, and it doesn't get done, and then it's until I stop thinking about it and I just start doing that. things the like the the ball just starts moving forward, yeah. and it's 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 funny because I'll tell myself like, dude. Don't, don't get drunk today. Like, and I'm repeating that all day. And then, boom, it's 10 o'clock and I'm drunk. Because uh, I've been thinking about, like, just uh, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. And somebody offers a beer and then I just keep going.
0: Right.
11: Yeah. So, and I've noticed, like, if I don't think about it, it it doesn't it doesn't bug me. Like, I'll just go to the fridge. I was like, oh, a beer. And then I'll just grab it and that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. That'll be the only beer I'll have. And I don't have to be worrying about, like, oh, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do that. And... And when the minute that I stop listening to the thoughts, they're they're not a problem. They're only a problem when I keep right on. playing them over and over. Yes, ma'am. You say you did it, right? Yes. Okay.
3: Um. So, what is the question, though? Exactly.
0: Um, watch how the thoughts repeat themselves.
3: Okay. So, yes, I noticed that that was the case throughout the week, and I. I think that that's the enemy's part of his plot, is to cause us to be narcissistic and think about ourselves. But on the other hand, as I was going through that, I thought about how those moments were an opportunity for me to pivot back to the present, which is what I would do when I caught it, and um, that made all the difference.
0: Okay. Amazing. Did you do the assignment of that?
3: Um,
16: on and off. Not, on would, and off? Yeah. Meaning what? Um, I would remember, and then I would pay attention, and then I would forget, and I wouldn't. But I did notice, though, that it's, you already said it, but um, it repeats itself in the sense that I do the same things every day. In the morning, I'll have the same type of thoughts every day. I'll think about what I'm going to do in the morning. I'll... And my morning routine, quote unquote, is still the same. And it's the same thing pretty much Monday through Friday. And it's cycli- cyclically the same exact thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, like it, amazing.
16: It's just, it's, I call it a routine, but it really is just me routinely thinking about the same things throughout the day.
0: OK, let me do this and then I got to wind this down. The young lady in the white shirt and the young man in the plaid shirt want to respond to this. So far, what have you learned or realized about yourself that you didn't know before?
17: I'm not a very good person.
0: You're not? No. Yeah. And what is it like discovering that? Hmm.
17: it's humbling and it's
0: um,
17: it's a bit of a relief
0: to see that you're no good yeah it's if you feel good to know you're no good
17: <laughs> <laughs> oh ah uh. Don't know if it feels good. It just if anything, I I, no, I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling.
0: You don't like the feeling of knowing that you're no good. Yeah. Why not?
17: Oh gosh. I, I don't mean to make it sound so black and white and so binary, but then I just assume like, oh, I'm just evil or terrible, and that doesn't it doesn't I don't I don't know how else to say it but it doesn't inspire like it doesn't feel hopeful
0: it doesn't inspire you to know that you're evil and terrible
17: Um. I'll say that it doesn't make me feel hopeful
0: hopeful for what
17: to change
0: to change yeah why not
17: That's a good question. That's a good question. I guess if someone were to say uh, to a child, like, you're so stupid, you're dumb and dumb and, you know, and you're terrible, I don't know if the child would feel inspired to be smart and to be better.
0: But you're an adult now.
17: True. Yes, that's true. I am. I supposedly I'm an adult.
0: Supposedly you might not be one.
17: (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe my immature side wants to be a child of God.
0: A child of what? Of God. A child of God. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, I want you to know you're no good. (laughs) There's nothing good in you.
17: Amazing. Sorry to kill your
0: inspiration. (laughs) There's not one human being on this earth that's good. Nobody's good. Human beings' hearts are evil. So either your heart's been changed to good or it's still evil. You're no good. And yet, it's not you.
17: Do you think that that's, bless you, do you think that's between God and I, though?
0: Between you and God, what?
17: Like if I'm good or not?
0: No, if you think you're good, then between you and the devil.
17: So,
0: okay, wait. And if you know you're no good, that's between you and God. I see. Because when you can see that you're no good, that's when the change. You go from the abnormal to the normal, from evil nature to God's nature, which is good. That makes sense? But as long as you think that you are good, Satan will always be your God. And you'd be no good. And you have to lie to yourself to try to make yourself feel good. You know, amazing? amazing? Amazing. My brain is
17: processing.
0: So, what?
17: I'm processing all of this. Right on. Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before? What have I learned, what have I learned about myself that
9: I didn't know before? Yeah. Uh, What have I learned? I've learned um, that I'm stronger than I thought. Then, you know, I've gone through so much in the last, uh, I don't know, eight months with my injuries that uh, I've progressed to this level. And I actually am stronger than I thought. And, you know.
0: You're stronger
9: in what way? uh, Just like... uh, I mean, I hit rock bottom, definitely, and uh, physically, mentally, physically, I mean, that nursing home was a piece of crap, Um, and uh, I survived, and I'm moving forward, and uh, I'm shocked at how much progress I'm making, right, you know, really shocked, and even the nursing home people were shocked at how much improvement I made. You know, there's like 68 patients there, and they're all there to be, be vegetables. I'm just like, no, that's not for me. I'm going to improve. I mean, just like you, all you guys can be. There's, there's a few that improved. I mean, I would say 10% improved. But 90% of the nursing home people were like, nah, I will just accept my lot in life. So in other words, you have not learned anything about yourself? I learned a lot about myself. Like what? I mean, uh, that I'm stronger than I thought. In what way? Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean. When I was in the nursing home, I was like, I mean, I was there for six and a half months, and I just, I felt weak a lot of times. I felt like, you know, crying out to God, et cetera, Praying. Did you cry
0: out to God?
9: I mean, I didn't really cry out to God. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I was like despondent, uh, depressed, all the, all the bad D words, you know, d- disturbed, you know, and. Uh, I made it through, and you know, it's like—I
0: mean—so because of time, you haven't learned anything about yourself.
9: I've—I mean, I'm, I'm learning. I mean, I've—I've I've, I've learned that you know that I I am weak in certain areas, and that that I gotta
0: move forward. What and, area are you weak in, if you're able to say? What area? What,
9: areas I'm weak in. Um, I. Areas of health, especially. Um, and I just, did, I mean, I was trying to take care of business in the last six to eight months. And uh, I had roadblocks, 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 roadblocks. And it just drives me insane. Nurses, doctors, uh, the nursing home. Certified- so what
0: have you, last time of day I did, I got to end it. What have you learned about yourself this year so far? That I'm moving forward. In what
9: way? I'm, I mean, I'm starting a new diet. I'm starting the carnivore diet. It's helping me a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sleeping better because of that diet.
0: Uh, and so you haven't learned anything about yourself? Learning myself, I mean, like,
9: I, I've learned that I have these weaknesses, and then I'm
0: trying to improve on. What's your weakness?
9: Health is one of them. Uh, the mental thing is another one. Uh, You're
0: getting close.
9: Any close? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to be in, in this walker past July. I'm not. I and so, what
0: have you lear- realized about yourself? Understood about yourself mentally?
9: Mentally, uh, that I used to be quite weak before, in quote beta, and I'm less beta and.
0: Give me an example mentally how you're not beta less baiter.
9: Uh Indecisive, uh, lacking confidence, uh, not knowing my path, uh, not pursuing my passions, uh, getting rid of negative people in my life, like people that I don't trust. Before I would be okay, that's fine. Now it's like, hey, I don't trust you. Get the heck out of my life. Okay. Right?
0: No. Nice. I got it. Let me go to the man next to you and then the young lady. And then we got to end it. What have you realized about yourself this year so far? Because this is a tough year. We're going through pain. What have you realized about yourself this year? Uh, I haven't realized
8: anything yet so far. I don't think so. I can't. I can't. You know. All
0: right. How about the young lady? What have you realized about yourself so far this year?
15: I think the thing that I have learned about myself is the thing that took the longest and was the hardest for me to accept is that it wasn't me. Yeah. And it keeps coming back like even when he answered the question about what goes over in your mind and I had just answered it and I really didn't connect to any of it and then he, he gave his example and I I couldn't believe that I had forgotten what had happened with me this week. Yeah. And I think when it happened I kind of just started to be that person that stopped doing the silent prayer. I just didn't have enough time and all these things, but something pivotal happened to me. Um, I work a lot and and I don't have a lot of time. And so when I get home, before I even get home, I start telling myself that I'm gun- when I get home, I'm going to be so tired. Yeah. And I end up being absolutely exhausted. And... This week, I asked myself, why wh- Why did I say that? I don't even know if I'm going to be tired. I'm not even there yet. How do I know what I'm going to be when I get home? And I'm not even home yet. That's and right. it's almost like I just start <sighs> playing this role. As soon as I turn the doorknob, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. So. so I, I just decided to to say to myself, let me just wait and see when I get home. Am I really tired? Absolutely. And I had time to go in the kitchen and you know wash some dishes and you know just all kinds of things that I would have never done because something told me that when you get in this house you're going to be tired and i just started to realize again it's only opening up just a little bit for me but one it's not me and second of all i need to i need to stop prefacing everything just yeah. wait and see i i'm not even at my house yet and i'm like i'm going to be so tired Um, And what's interesting is that I was able to work all the shifts that I worked, didn't fall, you know, didn't feel tired at all, got enough rest that I needed when I needed it. I didn't have to like reserve some sleep and, and it was just, it was just different. It was, it was a different experience. And I, I can't believe I forgot it though. That was the interesting part is that when you stop looking, because it's like you, the question was the mind and it's repeating yourself, but then it almost implies like you shouldn't be looking at yourself, but you should. Yes. Okay.
0: You should always watch and look at the not you. You're not your thoughts. You're not your body. You're not your emotion. And you should keep your eyes on that at all times. At all times. No matter negotiating or whatever you're doing, keep your eyes on what the not you is saying and making you feel. And I'm telling you, it gets weaker and weaker. Eventually, you won't have to look out for that because it'll be gone. But don't you decide. you have a clearer mind, right? But don't you decide when that's over. Don't you say, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. That'll still be Satan lying to you. But always, in all situations, keep your eyes on the not you, on the thoughts and the feelings, always. And don't call them you. Don't get mad. Don't call them good or bad, just watch. The, the overcoming is in the watching, the watching of the not you. That's how you overcome, watching the not you, all right? So stay with that. We're going to work on that this year, this year, this year, all right? Amazing. Um, what's the new biblical question, James?
18: What ties you to your parents?
0: The brand new biblical question is, what ties you to your parents? You know how people can't get away from their parents, especially mama? What ties you to your parents? Amazing. What ties you to your parents?
5: I think an idea. A good idea, you say? Just an idea. An idea? Yeah. I just like the idea that because your parents are your parents or because my mom is XYZ or my dad is whatever. I I, I think there's just ideas around the tethering to your parents.
0: Amazing. That is an amazing question. We're going to deal with it. Think about it. I mean, watch it. Think about it this week. We'll deal with it next Sunday. But you got to work on yourself, folks. And here's what I'm telling you. As you wake up and you start really seeing and understand what's going on in you and you're overcoming it, you're going to see how evil the world is. Mm-hmm. Meaning people, human beings are evil. Don't let anyone tell you that human beings are good. No such thing. Now, there are human beings, who are, men and women who are working on themselves. They're overcoming evil when they are truly working on it. But human beings are evil. And, and it's like a, a mind game is being played. It's like a, it is a brainwashing light because once you believe it to a lie, it's hard to uh, not believe that anymore unless you want to overcome it as an individual. You want to overcome that lie. But it's a brainwashing and it's going to get worse. And there's no love. Nobody loves you and you don't love nobody. Just know that. Pay attention to that. It's always about self. You're trying to get some kind of thrill from it, good thrill or bad thrill or money or something, some type of recognition, some type of something. It's never, ever about the other person. Never. So watch that so you can overcome it, right? And then you'll be protected in this world. You don't have to wait until you die. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can live from within right now. You can really be free right now if you wanted to. It's up to you. But you got to work on yourself. Go and forgive your mother. Forgive your father. And don't judge yourself. And just watch. It'll be amazing. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Don't forget to do the silent prayer and watch. Because it's going to get worse out there before... I want to say before we get better, I don't even know if it's going to ever get better, but you could be better in this mess. You don't have to be affected by it. I was on a show this last week. I went out of town, and we'll tell you about the show. It's going to air Wednesday, I think. I don't know when they want me to announce it, but they showed me a video of some guy. They're like, Justin, the world is really messed up, right? It's just getting worse in the world, right? And they showed me some guy, I guess he was a transgender, I don't know. But he had like a bra thing on, and so he was on YouTube. And he took the bra thing off, and he was like fat, so it looked like he had breasts. And I said to them, that's not the world. That's that individual. That's not my world. That's not your world. That is his world. That's him, and it's not you. And I say that now so you stop identifying with the world. The world is not getting bet, uh, where human beings are because they are evil. All who have not been born again of the Father, who have not returned to the Father, evil. It's just the way it is. They could be smiling at you and have an agenda in their mind. A personal evil agenda. So watch that, all right? And thank you for your Super, uh, super chat. We'll do Super Chats tomorrow. And uh, no meetings this week. Check out the merch and everything. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all. Amazing. So, we're going to do the offering. Was this helpful a little bit?
7: Very
4: In,
0: In In what way was it helpful for you?
3: yeah ja. ja.